I thought that Croatia was some undiscovered gem and I thought that we were going to show up and it was going to be cheap and all of that. But uh, apparently that perception is a bit outdated. You're listening to Take Off to Travel, a weekly dive into the travels of your hosts, Colin and Olivia. We're going on a world trip for 13 months with just $25,000 each. Each week, you'll hear our tales, tips, and tricks as we explore the world. Hello and welcome to episode 25 of Take Off to Travel. I'm your host, Colin. And I'm Olivia. And today, we're going to talk about our first couple weeks in Croatia. We've been here now just over two weeks, and it has been an eventful two weeks, but possibly even like the most eventful of all of the places that we've been, I would say. Yeah, you could say that. This one, I mean, obviously we've done some sightseeing, but this is also an exciting personal week for us. So where do you even want to start with this episode? I guess from the beginning. So we left Montenegro at the end of August, and we'd booked a bus from there to Split, which, as you know, before we've taken many buses, so that wasn't really a big deal to us. But on the morning that our bus was supposed to leave, we were about to walk out the door and the sky just opened and we walked through probably about a mile of the heaviest thunderstorm that I think I've ever been in. Yeah, our stuff in our bags got wet. I had to wring out my t-shirt and it took, I would say it took a good five hours sitting on the bus to completely dry off. Yeah, I just felt damp the entirety of the bus ride. Because to put it in perspective, it was raining so hard that I eventually stopped avoiding puddles. Like my shoes were already as wet as they were going to get. So I just would just go forward. But we made it on the bus. It Crossing the border into Croatia wasn't as big of a deal. I was kind of expecting it to be. Because you're going from a non-Schengen country into the Schengen zone. But it was actually pretty easy. So what did you think of the views of Croatia after we crossed into the country? Um, I think Montenegro was beautiful because of nature, but Croatia is beautiful because of its ocean. To me, there's a distinction there. Like the mountains in Montenegro were beautiful, just like the scenery. While in Croatia, it's clear blue water and every little lagoon and bay that you drive by is just out of a picture, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. We drove on that bus for, I want to say it was like six hours. And when we got to split, I was actually kind of a bit surprised because I was expecting split to be a lot like Kator, where it was this like cute little tiny old city with some like cobblestone streets. And that's about it. And Split is very much a normal city. And there is a historic part to it that you can walk through, but there's also a huge, more modern part as well. It's a big city. There's multi, multi, multi story buildings, and it just, it feels a lot more like people live here than Kator did, where it, Kator just felt like a tourist, not a tourist trap, but just, I think only like 4,000 people lived in Kator, actually. But tens of thousands of people travel there every day, where I think it's, I wouldn't say it's the opposite, but 160,000 people live here. So you're not outnumbered. They're not outnumbered by tourists. Uh, I think I read that it's the second biggest city in Croatia. 
after the Capitol. So we kind of walked around that first day we got there. Split's very unique in the way that the city is set up in because it the city is actually, well, the old town is actually an old palace. And it's called Diocletian's Palace. And it, there was an old Roman emperor from the Balkans area built himself a little retirement palace and stopped being emperor moved in there you know hundreds hundreds of years ago and it's just as time has gone on it's turned from a palace to be a, a village but there are still remnants of the palace around i thought it was really cool that they didn't charge an admission to go in which i guess makes sense because people live there and they can't do that but it feels like a living breathing old town not just somewhere that tourists walk in for the day I also found it kind of funny that somehow we've ended up in another Venetian city. Yeah, there's been a lot of them. Well, obviously first Venice, but Kator, Split, Dubrovnik, Havar, I believe was old Venetian. And I think the island and city of Corchula was also Venetian. And so it's the past, I would say, month, we've been purely in Venetian cities. Yeah, which is really fun to see the ways that the Venetians made similar cities, but they all have their own little flair as well. So one of our first days here, we also walked down by the Split Riva, which is sort of like a promenade by the water, Sure, I would say. And much like both Albania and Montenegro, there are many, many, many boats tours offered most of which are about the same and i felt like the offerings that they had here were pretty good yeah there was a sunset cruise there's a full day um blue lagoon cruise there was a trip to the blue cave and i think there were some sailing ones but once again it's pretty much the same tour offered by a bunch of different vendors yeah so you actually have a friend coming into town uh, in seven days at the time of recording. And we're actually going to take one of these all-day cruises around, I think it hits three to five islands along the what they call the Blue Lagoon. It's supposed to be beautiful swimming, all that kind of stuff. But I think it's like a 50, 60-person boat. So, it's I mean, it's a large boat. I'm interested to see what it's like in late September because I imagine that they're much more crowded earlier in the season but yeah, by absolutely. the time we get to the end of september it may be quieter i don't know we'll see hopefully it's still warm enough that we can swim in the blue lagoon It'd be pretty sad if we couldn't yeah i, I think at this point in the year it's not going to get above 85 which is pretty chilly based off of what we've been in climate wise the past five months i would say it's yeah. been a long time since we've been under 85. I was kind of thinking that we sound kind of pathetic saying that under 85 is going to be cold. Yeah, I don't know if I, <laughs> I'm going to be chilly. I don't know if I want to swim, but we'll see. While we're talking about what we're doing with your friend Jennifer, do you want to talk about the other things we have planned? So because I have a friend coming into town, we've specifically left a few things off of what we've been doing so far so that we can do them for the first time with her. But I'm rather excited for them, actually. There is a whole, I don't even know what to call it, combined 
ticket that you can get to enter a bunch of areas in the old town. So you can go up the bell tower, you can go in the cathedral, you can go in the crypt. There's a few other things like that. And so we're definitely looking forward to visiting those and we can report back on which one stood out the most to us. We're also planning to go to the Kirka waterfalls and to hike up something called Marjon Hill, which is basically just like a grassy mound at the edge of Split with some really pretty views. And we're planning to hit the Roman ruins, which are, I think, like a 20-minute drive outside of town, but supposed to be pretty impressive. And then also hitting Cliss Fortress, which is famous for obviously being a beautiful fortress, but also for being a filming location of Game of Thrones. You you mentioned that we have kind of held off on seeing some stuff. There is one thing that we have seen before, the the Kirka National Park Waterfalls, I think is what it's called. And we went there with your parents, and we can get into why your parents were there in a minute. But, it, I mean, it was, the waterfall was tiered. So there was, instead of one large waterfall, it was like a little pool with a waterfall going into another pool, with a waterfall going into another pool. But the water, it was just so large, like wide. I mean, it was very pretty. It also had this almost greenish aquamarine hue to it. But like all the other water everywhere else in Croatia, it was still really clear. It just somehow was green and teal, which was really pretty. I mean, the whole area was gorgeous. So why were your parents here, Olivia? Well, that would be because they flew in to surprise me after our engagement. Yes. So Olivia and I got engaged earlier this month, and the the point of this episode is not to be all gushy about that, but we're very excited. Both of our sets of families flew in to town, and we actually went on a it's called an island hopping cruise, Croatian island hopping cruise for for seven days. And we had a great time. We went to many places. I, I actually mentioned a couple before, but we went to Havar. We went to Dubrovnik. We went to Korčula. We went to Bol. We went to Miljet National Forest. And a couple more that I'm blanking on right now. But just lots of very beautiful places and a fun cruise. What, what stood out to you about the cruise, I guess? I think I was just impressed that there are so many beautiful different places in Croatia, like not just the main ones, because everybody's heard of Split, everybody's heard of Dubrovnik, but I feel like some of the smaller islands that we went to, like Havar and Bol and Korčula, are way less well-known, but they were equally as beautiful and quieter, and the water was stunning, just like everywhere else, so I was just... My overall impression was just that Croatia is a beautiful country, and no matter where you go, you're going to see pretty beach, well, rocky pretty beaches, but pretty beaches and pretty water. My my favorite part of the cruise was the swim stops. So the boat captain would just pull into this secluded beach. At like it wasn't the same one every time. There's just along the way there were there because there's so many little islands. I think there's hundreds of islands off the coast of Croatia. The captain would just you know pick one that didn't have a. There were like maybe one other boat. There wasn't more than two boats ever at a, at one of the swim stops. And we would just have an hour to swim in this crystal blue water away from people. There was one that had a rock that I was able to jump off a bunch of times. 
into the water. And I think I'm just, I'm a, I'm a water boy at heart. I love swimming. I love being in the water. Yeah, and it was, I mean, it was beautiful. I was surprised at how few of those swim stops had sea urchins. Yeah. Because I was very nervous about them because we'd read that they were all over the Adriatic. And there was only one day that I even saw a sea urchin. All the other ones were just rocky. I mean, not to say that you shouldn't bring water shoes when you go to Croatia because there definitely were a ton of sea urchins at that last place. But That and the rocks were sharp. I, I cut my foot that very first day. So you might be wondering how Colin proposed and was I surprised and all of the juicy details and we won't make this whole episode into an engagement Q&A, I promise. But do you want to tell the people what your plan was? I've had the ring for over a year at this point. Bought. Um, I left the ring with my parents because the plan the entire time was to have them and your parents fly in and my brother. But my family and your parents flying in. So I left the ring with them, but the, so the day before I had to sneak away from you, which is hard to do because I'm nosy. <laughs> you're nosy, but also we're together 24 seven all the time. So I snuck away and got the ring. And then because of all these, you know, boat trips that we, t- we talked about previously, I told her I found a, a sunrise cruise that I wanted to take her on and there was a dress code. So we had to be dressed up for it. And she's making a face right now, but she she bought it. And as silly as that sounds, she bought it. And so we get all dressed up at 6.30 in the morning. We walk down to the water, which is like a 20-minute walk from our apartment. And it was, it was great. It was nice. There was no one in the city. And then we met up with a photographer, so there wasn't a cruise. And as soon as she saw the photographer, she knew what was happening. But yeah, took some pictures, proposed... I think you did really well because I wasn't suspicious of the cruise itself. I totally believe that we were going on a sunrise cruise, but I was like, huh, I wonder why I have to be dressed up. It must be for something after. So by the time that I realized there wasn't a sunrise cruise, you'd actually managed to surprise me. So to kind of get back on topic of Croatia and off of our personal lives, which is I'm happy for, why don't you tell us about our apartment? So it's huge, for starters. Yeah. We chose to rent this month through a local versus through Airbnb, partially because, actually, no, not partially, because it was really expensive through Airbnb. Like, everything I could find for the time period that we were going to be here was way, way over what we had budgeted for our time in Croatia. So I reached out to a local. We made a deal. And she sent us some pictures of the place, which thankfully it turned out being fine. But the place was pretty affordable, I would say. What did we end up paying? 850 euros. Which is how many dollars at the time? It's 900 something. Yeah, so 900 something dollars. And it's a two bedroom apartment, which if you've been watching our apartment tours that I've posted on Instagram, you know that that's like probably triple the amount of space that we normally have. But it's... I feel like it's a normal person's apartment. Like we have a normal size living room with a dining table and a kitchen. We even have a full size fridge for the first time in like months. And it's two bedrooms, like I said. So it's strange that I can go in the other room and close the door if I want to like have some quiet while he's watching a movie or something, which is crazy. Yeah, I think you hit all the big stuff. It's just, I, 
it's almost too big for us. And I, and I know Jennifer's coming and she's staying with us, which is why we got the two bedroom. So I'd be interested to see what it's like when she, once she's here, because I think not that she takes up a lot of space, but she's going to take up more space than what we take up right now. And But right now it's almost too big for us. Yeah, I am really grateful for a full-size kitchen. I'll just leave it at that. All the cabinets, yeah. drawers, and it's nice. Yeah, we even have multiple pots and pans and we have multiple wooden spatulas yeah and we have the stove is kind of interesting it's half gas half electric Mm -hmm. but i mean i I don't mind it has normal size burners and there's windows we can open and i'm really pleased with the place that we found it's about probably 20 minutes walking from the water from the water so we can get pretty much anywhere we want on foot there's also a bus stop that's literally across the street from us. Yeah. And I think it's the main local bus hub. So we can get anywhere from there. Yeah. It's also definitely more local feeling in ter- as far as like the neighborhood goes. And you can definitely feel the difference in prices. Like if you go out to eat or something in the old city, in the tourist part versus where we are, it's a pretty substantial difference. Like we'll pay like probably 10 euros a plate outside like where we are. But if you go into the old town, it's nineteen, twenty, twenty-five dollars a plate at some places. So one of the attractions closer to the old city is something called the Green Market, which is pretty much like a everyday farmers market where people sell their produce. But we walked around that one day. Colin bought me some flowers, which is really sweet. And one of the vendors offered us a slice of was it a peach or a nectarine? I think that was nectarine. He offered us a little piece of a really delicious nectarine. And it was so good that we decided we wanted to buy one. I asked him how much one would be. And we were looking at them. And just kind of very quickly, because he's had practice at this, he goes two for two euros. And I think to myself, that is such a ripoff. But he did that so effortlessly. And we had the money that I just went with it. And so I hope... He was happy. The nectarines were good. We definitely got ripped off, though. Oh, absolutely. I don't remember what the price was per kilo, but it was certainly not yeah. what we paid. We probably overpaid by a euro fifty. Easy. We also stopped by the fish market, which is another staple of Split. And I was expecting it to be a bit larger, to be honest. But it was cool to get to walk around and see all of the different fishermen. Yeah, I think that if we were there earlier in the morning, there would have been more. I think because we were there around noon, all of the restaurants and all of the the locals had picked through what they wanted. But there was still some interesting looking fish. Speaking of fish and like food, I know our parents are rolling our eyes as I say that. How would you say the food here, like in general, the cuisine compares to that of Montenegro or Albania? I would say it's very similar. It's a lot of meat and side dish, I think, is a lot of the cuisine here. I mean, a lot of seafood because we're right here on the coast. Yeah, but not much different from Montenegro and Albania. Yeah, there's a lot of Italian influence, too. There's a lot of risottos and pastas as well. And I will be completely honest and say that because we've been in the Balkans kind of on the water for now almost three full months... I'm very much looking forward to going to Germany and just having 
a new kind of food that's not just sea bass or risotto or (laughs) whatever. Yeah, you get some schnitzel and some bratwurst and some Bavarian pretzels and we're excited. So let's transition a bit back into some of the more broad Croatia things rather than specific to split. We have, as we talked about, we took the cruise and hit some of the major cities, but we also took a day trip to a city called Trogir, which is like 30 minutes outside of Split and just by bus. And I thought it was a really cute little quaint city, but I seem to remember you were less impressed with it than I was. Yeah, it's it's not that I wasn't impressed because it was cute, but I think I'm just... I don't want to call it travel fatigue because I don't think it is. I just, I think at this point of the Balkans, being in the Balkans for three months, I'm not as wowed by the same architecture as I was two and a half months ago. Does that make sense? Did you feel differently about Dubrovnik? Uh, I think Dubrovnik was a little different just because of the scale of the walls and like that kind of stuff, but... Trojir, don't get me wrong, was a cute city. We got to climb the little fortress and look out. But there wasn't anything unique about it. Whereas Dubrovnik not only is big and impressive in terms of like looking at it, it also has like Game of Thrones and like that kind of stuff where you're like, ooh, I remember this, ooh, I remember this. So I think that's I think that's the difference for me. That's fair enough. Speaking of Game of Thrones, when we were in Dubrovnik, we took a Game of Thrones walking tour, which honestly for me was one of the highlights of the cruise because I enjoyed it so much. I'm not even what I would consider like a huge Game of Thrones fan. Either am I. I've watched it once, but I mean, everybody knows that Dubrovnik is, what is it? the King's Landing. King's Landing and the Red Keep and all of that is in Dubrovnik. And so I wanted to take a tour while we were there and it was a really interesting tour the lady who did it was i think the best tour guide we've had on this trip so far she kept it everything quick everything interesting engaged with the people enough but not too much like it didn't feel like the group was just answering questions kind of giving the tour she had this little book that had pictures of the show and she would hold it up pretty much exactly in front of where it was filmed. So it was easy to recognize because I'm not sure that I would have just known, like if she'd said, oh, in the scene where blah, blah, blah happens, I'm not sure I would have recognized it, but the pictures were really helpful. No, I, I've, like I said, I think that was the best tour guide slash tour we've taken on this trip. Like the whole trip? I think so. Everywhere? Oh, what wow. would you put in front of it? Uh, I guess I don't know. Yeah. She was really good. Yeah. So I would definitely recommend that. I can link the one that we took in the show notes. It was pretty affordable. I think it was about $25 a person. So how do you feel like the prices of things here compare to, I guess, most recently Montenegro? Because obviously Albania was way cheaper. Yeah. I I think it's on par with Montenegro. Maybe a little bit more expensive. But to me, because we're living in like the more local area, it's... We did so in both places. It's it's about the same. I, I, I don't feel like I can talk to like the touristy, like the old town area as much. I think I was just kind of surprised because I 
may have said this in a previous episode, but I thought that Croatia was some undiscovered gem and I thought that we were going to show up and it was going to be cheap and all of that. But uh, apparently that perception is a bit outdated and it's probably like 10 years. Yeah. And so I would say that Croatia as a whole is pretty close to a lot of what you would pay in other European like Western European yeah. like countries. I, I it what we paid for rent here was similar to what we paid in Madrid and in Italy yeah in Florence and in Aix and Provence like everywhere we paid in Western Europe our accommodation was about the same I would say that the food options are about the same it's definitely not like a budget destination anymore yeah Whereas I think Montenegro was somewhat more budget-friendly, but still the food and stuff was pretty expensive. So to kind of wrap up this episode, what are you most looking forward to the rest of your time in Croatia? I mean, obviously I'm excited to see my friend when she comes to visit, but that'll be fun for a couple of reasons. One, obviously she's one of my best friends but also she's never been out of the u.s before and so i think it'll be really cool to show her around and share some of the things that we've learned over the last 10 months so that that's definitely one that i'm really looking forward to like i guess one what's one activity that we're doing with her that you're looking most forward to i'm really excited to go to the Kliss fortress because i think it's going to be really impressive and it's going to have really good views of the whole area. And I just enjoy exploring big structures like that. I'm excited for that boat trip. I think that'll be a fun time. And I think we booked a bar crawl for while she's here. I'm looking forward to that because it's the, f- the first time we're doing that since Madrid. So it'll be a fun time. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We know it was a bit all over the place, but when are we not all over the place? So uh, thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time.